Blake Rafino on Wednesdays with us. And Blake, good morning. Is Omar Spates the linebacker out of Oregon State? I know that was about five days ago. Is that the most recent or something happened that I missed? No, Bill, that is the most recent. But uh, first off, let me just say, Bill, still praying for you and your family and Harrison. I'm glad everything's well. So, But, yes, that's the most recent, but wanted to start off with that. And he's an inside linebacker who totaled a whole bunch of tackles in his time out there in Corvallis. Was that a big need? Where will he go with with Harold Perkins? Where will he sit? I think he'll still be in the inside, too. I think Harold Perkins will still be on the outside. You know, it's funny. We've had this conversation before about, like, the Michael Parsons type role. I still think that uh, Harold will do that. I think Perkins will still – being that similar type role. You know, Bill, interesting in watching film and getting stats on Omar Spates, did you know that he was the number one linebacker in the country when it came to solo tackles in the running game? Now, I understand it's a Pac-12, but it was the first-team Pac-12 linebacker. Bill, it was the biggest need that LSU had, the number one. And so they addressed it, and they didn't. I think the great thing about LSU on this one, especially – Again, Brian Kelly not rushing and just plucking at the first linebacker that hits the portal. I know for a fact that they, you know, there were a couple of A and M linebackers that had hinted about hitting the portal that they were, you know, they were keeping their eye on. They obviously did not hit the portal, but then a couple of other guys like Demoy uh, Kennedy, the other ones hit, but they really liked Omar Spates, and I think that. When he got here on campus and he, he saw the vision and he saw the defense that was going to be around him, he ultimately made a decision. And, and when we had reached out to him, I think he had kind of echoed that same thing. But it was the biggest need for LSU. But, Bill, I think the biggest thing of all for LSU now is that now they're at 78 scholarship players. Bill, it's the most that they've had since 2018, 2019 seasons when they were at 75. The simple fact that Brian Kelly started off with 30 seven scholarship players now you're closing in on the 85 scholarship limit it's unreal i got to give brian polian a lot of credit here too bill a lot of people won't give him his due but he has been the general manager of this portal uh, overhaul that's made lsu the number one transfer portal class so far this cycle uh he has really revamped this roster and brian kelly has really given him the autonomy to do so and he's done a really good job and they're not done in the portal yet I want you to help me with Walker Howard. Now, again, he can go do whatever he wants to do, and I think, like you think, he's an outstanding prospect. But why leave your dad's alma mater when you're going to Ole Miss and now they're adding Spencer Sanders? Do you think he was aware they were adding Spencer Sanders? Yes, he was aware. And his dad was aware. And, Bill, I – Let's not act like I don't really care what Ole Miss fans or Ole Miss media is telling me. Are you going to tell me Jackson Dart didn't either? I know that if Jackson Dart were to transfer, that he had a he would have to quote unquote sit out. Yeah, okay, cool. I mean, they, he'd probably get a waiver. I mean, JT Daniels is on his seventy seventh school by now, so spare me that you know the waiver couldn't have been passed. He knew. I don't think he wanted to be here. I mean, at the end of the day, Jamie Howard, and I think me and you have had this conversation, I think maybe a little off air, 
but it's come to the fruition where Jamie Howard has been on local Baton Rouge radio wherever he gets a microphone saying that he did not want his son going through the same things that he did at LSU. But, Bill, you went through the same situation. I can make the argument. I really do think I can make the argument that you literally change the situation or you change venues to the same situation. You still have a fifth-year senior quarterback, Spencer Sanders, Jane uh, Daniels, and then you have a guy that's an up-and-coming prospect at quarterback who's older than you. Bill, what's changed? And some may argue that he went to a tougher situation because Jackson Dart still, for whatever it's worth, is still the incumbent starter. He's a talented kid. He's going to be talented. He's going to do good things. But I don't mean this in a wrong way, but, Bill, I didn't seem like, oh, well, I'm not getting to play. Well, no, it doesn't feel that way anymore. Josh up in London, Ohio, wants to know, Blake, would LSU trade their receiving core for Marvin Harrison Jr.? <laughs> no. Bill, I was listening to this conversation. I was, I was listening to this conversation earlier. Yeah. I don't, mean, I don't mean this to Ohio State fans and Josh specifically. Georgia ran out Lad McConk and won, and won Natties. Okay? Right. Like, let's, I get the receiving core is great. Don't get me wrong. Marvin Harrison Jr. might be a top 10. Is Bill, they were doing jet sweeps with a tight end and won a Natty. Okay? So, no. I don't – There, you know, I don't think – I think LSU's main focus, and especially the SEC's main focus, Bill, if you've noticed, replenishing the offensive and defensive lines. And I don't know if Ohio State's there yet defensively. Actually, I know that they're not there defensively. So, no, they wouldn't change – I don't think LSU would change their receiving core for anybody. I mean, Bill Malik Neighbors, the three-star, was first in the, in the SEC in catches – two behind Jalen Hyatt and receiving yards. So, no, they're not going to change Malik. They trade – okay, I've got one that LSU – they would trade Kayshawn Boutte for him, though. <laughs> <laughs> no comment, but true. If they wanted to go back and, you know, look into that, sure. You could take take him on, see how that works out. Anyways. Yeah, please. Please, God. Please take him. <laughs> You've already seen this question, but Clay here, Clay's a big Vandy fan, wants to know how the baseball team's doing as we're approaching the season. Good. Paul Skeens is going to be a dude, uh, Bill. The the Air Force transfer, uh, I have, regrettably, I had not been out there in, since the fall, but since then, I mean, Bill, he's up to 97, 98, 99 consistently. I don't know if he's going to be a Friday night guy because he's going to hit a ton. But, I mean, they're now now LSU has pitching, so they're going to hit a ton. They're going to pitch really well. I, You know, I don't mean, again, I don't mean this to any other fan base, but when it comes to baseball here, Bill, NIL's going a little rampant. I mean, they're paying for, they're, you know, they're doing things in baseball. And so, while, while – they're just going to be really good. I don't know if there's really a break in this lineup, Bill. They're going to they're going to have to sit two guys that have multiple seasons of of ten home or twelve home runs or plus. That's how loaded they are with the bat. 
So one guy goes down, they're going to have to rotate in, you know, some guys here probably early in the season and let them battle it out. But they have, you know, a, a, a Dodger scout of my, a Dodger scout who's a friend of mine said, Bill, that there, there's probably ten, LSU and Tennessee probably had three or four potential first round picks a, a, a piece on both of their teams. He, and he told me, he said, Blake, that's never happened. Like, that might happen in college football where Georgia or LSU in these great years have four or five first-round picks on one team. But that just does not happen in baseball. Well, they got it now. So, I think the NIL and especially just the, the fanfare for college baseball and not having so many rounds in the draft has really started to help college baseball. And even talking to a guy like my friend who's the Dodger scout, even he will say, Go to college. You get just as much of experience when you're sitting in double and single A. You go to an LSU, the facilities are better. You're not having to stress your body as much when you're sitting on a beat down Greyhound going from city to city. So I think that you're swearing off, Bill, for the I think it was the second weekend in March or third weekend in March, when it, or I don't. It might be the April first weekend when LSU and Tennessee uh, uh, tee it off. But it's going to be a really fun season. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be interesting is where in the lineup, are they going to have, for example, Dylan Cruz and Tommy Tanks back-to-back, or where are they going to place them in that hitting order? I think you go Dylan Cruz one. Bill, you, what's crazy about Dylan Cruz is obviously, or some people believe the number one overall prospect, the number one overall pick. He bats – his batting average climbs 150 points when, he, when he's a leadoff batter. I think that they – this is my opinion. I don't know. Jay did not say this the other night to anybody. I think that they go Cruz, Trey Morgan, the lefty who hits for a, high, a very high average and has his on-base percentage is ridiculous. And then they go Tanks, and then they go Schemes. That's what I think the, the front four would be. Bill, who do you throw to? <laughs> you, you, you've got to throw at Cruz now because you start yeah. getting guys on base, here comes Tanks. Who, Bill, by the way, his average velocity, exit velocity, on home runs this, this year so far, 110 miles an hour off the bat. <laughs> Dude's a tank, literally. So, I don't know who you're going to throw to. And, and again, Bill, their eight-hole hitter hit 18 home runs last year. That's how stacked this team is. I think it's a complete overhaul from what LSU had on the Maneri in the last couple of seasons. And if anybody remembers baseball history under Skip Bergman, they called it gorilla ball. I think they're getting back to it. Blake Rafino joins us every Wednesday. Is there anything else LSU wants in the portal football wise? Yeah, they're going they're going after a center. Ja'Kai Clark uh, is the former Miami center now. He was a combo guard center. I, I've watched some film on him. I think he's a better center than he is a guard. I think being a guard is a little too physical for him, especially if you have a three technique, which is obviously outside of you or the one technique or the shade. Uh, he really struggled without having help. Uh, I think that they're going to continue to go after a center. They lost Jake Renfro to Wisconsin. They were really after him. Now they're going after going after Ja'Kai Clark. Um, I, I think that that's where they're going to they're going to try to, to settle the portal with Phillip Frank and then Jamil Howard, the nose tackle out of Chicago, though they're really hard after. Hey, literally like three seconds. Do you think Joe Brady would come back to college at Alabama? If, if, if offered. 
Billy's making three million in Buffalo. You're gonna have to pay him, and I don't think I don't think they would do it. All right, tell everybody how they can get your info. Anyway, sports across the board. SEC show launches today. Uh, we're on Joe shows the pitch at six and seven p.m. Central Time. All right, man. See you next week. Thanks, Bill. Go Tigers. Blake Rufino, outstanding. Omni Nashville Hotel.